with the fifth edition. Join our various gaming groups as we play the fifth edition of Dungeons and Dragons. And maybe just hang out and chat about gaming in general. Sit back and enjoy the show. Hi, this is Kelly, a.k.a. Trixie from Ragnarok and Roll, a sign to Ragnarok story, and Tilda Wimblewick from D&D Journey of the 5th Edition. First off, I would just like to say thank you to everyone for listening to our varied adventures, as well as for rating us on iTunes and RPGpodcast.com. If you haven't rated us yet, we would greatly appreciate it if you could. And if you're looking for more ways to support our efforts, we are now on Patreon, a great site where you can help us continue making more podcasts, as well as some special surprises for our patrons. If you can, please look us up at www.patreon.com cppn. Every little bit helps. And again, thank you for listening. Hey guys, Jim here. And Kelly. Welcome to the 19th day of the 30-day Dungeons and Dragons challenge. My tongue was almost getting twisted there. I must <laughs> it must be because it's so dry. If only I had water for the dry air. Nope, the, it's too fiery to It's too fiery and hot to be based and, you know, grounded. Mhm. And rutabaga. <laughs> Because today's prompt is favorite elemental or plant. So uh, have you scoured the tomes of the Dungeons and the Dragons? <laughs> Specifically the 5th edition ones. Because it is funny looking through these how from 2nd on to 5th, how th things have changed with D&D. Like yesterday yeah. totally pointed that one out about how they've immortal slash outsiders debunked. It's not a thing. I mean, I know you're looking forward to the 22nd day because, you know, that's something you want to jump in there with. But uh, we're jumping ahead of ourselves. <laughs> yes, you're jumping ahead. Yes. So uh, do you have a favorite elemental or plant creature? Well, I mean, for the elementals, it's pretty, you know, I mean, uh, you got the earth, you, you, the different elementals for... In the different things. I don't have a specific elemental, though I'm kind of, I, I, I like the, I'm like drawn to the fire ones or, uh, the, 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 uh, the tempest element, you know, the, those cards are kind of cool. Um, but generally like the, the fire elementals, I think just in general. You like it hot and flashy. Yeah, which is really funny because I hate being hot. I do. <laughs> I hate it, but I really <laughs> like fire. It's so pretty. <laughs> the dancing flames, they hypnotize. <laughs> See, this is why uh, I'm totally surprised you haven't played more elemental casters. Uh, you know that the next character that I want to create is a fire genasi. You mm -hmm. know this. I've already, I've got the name, although it's a monk, not a caster. Mm -hmm. uh, exactly. So it's like, 
you know, I've been, I got it. She's, she's queued up. You know, I have the concept, you know, just, uh, just need the. Cause you totally need a fire ginsai sorcerer with, with elemental blood, just summoning all the fire stuff. And you totally just called him Firestorm. <laughs> no, her name's Ambrosia. <laughs> <laughs> so do you have That's any right. <laughs> Do you have any honorable mention for plants? Uh well for plants, um uh like the Kelpie, you know. Um but I mean the plant one's getting kinda like like I I hate like the mushroom ones and the, the those types of things. I mean, they got some nasty ass plants. I mean, come on, the body taker. Isn't there one like called the body taker or, or corpse flower? And oh, the corpse flower. Yes. I mean, I mean, I've ran into a few shambling mounds before. You know. Oh, see, there you go, name dropping the one I was gonna go for. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, it was an adventure you picked, so mm-hmm. uh, that you. Uh, we're uh, GMing, so yeah. But uh, um, it's like they're, you know, I would say the Kelpie is probably the, I, I guess not favorite so much as you know, which are the ones that are the least defensive? Okay, the treants. <laughs> there we go. There's my favorite. <laughs> Unless of the angry treants, and then it's a totally different thing. Yeah. <laughs> then you get the whole Sauron treatment with the treants. Yeah. Let's Did go the with tree the just tear my house down? Yes, and it wasn't even a hurricane. But they got some nasty, nasty plants. Mm-hmm. So as an evil GM, I will totally give honor my honorable mention to Mephits. You know, those annoying little demons that explode when you kill them. They're oh, either dust yeah. or fire or lava or mud because they're low level. You can totally summon a bunch of them as a character, as a player, you can totally summon them or an NPC that you can summon them. And if you're truly evil GM, you'll use the magic glyph spell to put summon methods in the glyph. So when someone comes up and reads it, it summons the methods. Yeah. You did that to us that one time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You uh-huh. somebody who did that sometimes. Yeah. That was a good idea. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I remember how much of a pain in the ass that was. And the beauty is, even though Mephits are really low level and they don't do a lot of damage and they don't have a lot of hit points, they are completely immune to the element they are bound with, which means when one of their friends explodes, they don't get hurt at all. Yeah, you threw some magma ones at us. Yeah, the lava method. Oh, and then when we killed it and it friggin', you know, exploded. Oh. Just saying, it's great to use them just like that. <laughs> but uh, my real choice, as uh, Kelly totally threw it out there, is the Shambling Mound. Because I am a huge fan of the Shambling Mound because, in you know, fifth edition you know they've got that whole uh, shambling mounds look like decaying leaves and vines and roots and if they don't move they do get advantage for stealth i'm just saying because they look like a bush yes yes they do and even more appropriate is supposedly the uh, fiction behind them now is that they are spawned by a phenomenon in which lightning or fey magic invigorates an otherwise ordinary p- swamp plant. 
As the plant is reborn in its second life, it chokes the life from plants and animals around it. And, you know, not only do you have this very tough challenge rating five creature, which you can totally make like the soggy monster of the swamps as a shambling mound because nobody knows exactly what it is because it's just a shambling bunch of vines and reeds. But they have this really cool ability to engulf when they attack. And everybody hates being engulfed during an attack. They're grapples. Yep. Then everybody has to deal with that crap. And a lot of players out there don't know. But a shambling mound is resurgent menace. If a shambling mound faces death before an overwhelming force... The root stem can feign death, collapsing the remains of the mound. If not subsequently killed, the root stem beds down and the shambling mound's remains to slowly regrow its full body, then once again sets out to consume all it's can. In this way, the shambling mound infestations long thought destroyed can return time and time again. Which for GM speak is totally meaning they killed it coming in the dungeon. They have to kill it coming out of the dungeon. <laughs> so <Free> I'm, <laughs> I am a huge fan of regenerating encounters because that way the, if the players leave, they know it's there. But the encounter changes a little, but they know it's there. So that your players get this cool idea of what happens mm, if you salt the earth? <laughs> well, that sounds like you're going after its root stem now, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, after all, it is not immune to salt. However, it is resistant to cold and fire, which sucks. Yeah, but can it get up and move? Like, Oh, oh the Shambling Mountain's got itself? Spe- speed of 20 and a swim oh, speed of 20. That's what I thought. You know. Like, yeah, they're, they're swamp plants. They're, they're, and if you hit them with lightning, it heals instead of hurts. <laughs> so if you had an evil druid and a shambling mound tag teaming, that would be an awesome encounter right there because the druid could totally lightning to heal the shambling mound. Just going to totally throw that out there. <laughs> and of course, my, my, honorary mention for plants was I totally forgot about it until we started talking about plants but in 4th edition in I believe the 3rd player's handbook when they started coming out with a bunch of weird off the wall stuff they were bringing in there was a cool plant race that I don't think anyone got to play because everybody stopped playing 4th by then that actually had the plant shapeshift from a combat form to an agile form it was really cool concept that they were playing around with, that your your character as an action could shapeshift from one attack style to another. Huh. Uh, yeah, was, I don't recall ever. Yeah, nobody ever that, got a chance to play it, but it was a cool idea. Hmm. But, uh, so, you know, don't be afraid to play around with stuff. And and through all of the editions of D&D, there have been some fun plant-based player races, which is always cool. And, of course, many, many fun NPCs that were mushrooms. Because everybody loves a psychic mushroom that uses its fungal spores to talk to you. <laughs> hey, there's a whole 5th edition campaign adventure in Underdark where that's totally what one of the cute little mushrooms does is he... he 
infests you with mental spores so he can communicate with you. And then he actually becomes your friend. And he basically becomes the local guide to help guide you into Underdark. And, you know, make sure his cousins don't eat you. (laughs) Because, remember, people eat mushrooms. And mushrooms eat people. Oh, God. (laughs) Dun, 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 dun. It's one of those, it's one of those food for thought right there. And for your salad bowl if you've got mushrooms. Which are high in, uh, vitamin, very high in vitamin D and in, uh, niacin. Perfect food for those trapped in the underdark. Alrighty, guys. So, Kelly, any any last minute mentions? Um, Audrey too. Feed me, Seymour. There, there we go. <laughs> Hey, there have been many fun plant monsters in the history of Dungeons and Dragons. (laughs) Just Google plant monsters in D&D and a whole bunch of crazy off-the-wall stuff happens. And remember, if you're looking for a monster of the plant type, you can only always do the GM's trick of filing off the serial numbers. Take an octopus. Don't call it aquatic. Call it a plant. You now have a plant with tentacles and a beak. (laughs) You know, totally, totally Seymour is an upside down octopus. There you go. <laughs> so don't be afraid of playing around with your monsters to make something your players uh, haven't seen before. Because I, I did recently have a conversation with another GM who was talking about his players actually buy the monster manual or Google the monsters they're fighting during the fight. And I'm like, guys, what's the fun in that? That's like min max stuff. You know, just because you know it's stats doesn't mean you know you know. <laughs> I mean, remember, as I told him, remember in the monster manual, this is the average of the species. <laughs> it totally gives you the dice to roll for hit points and gives you the average dice. And uh, for those who've never cracked the uh, cover of the D&D, the Dungeon Master's Guide, there are totally charts and tables and things that let you tweak creatures by adding a class to it or a level to it. So you can always tweak things. I mean, nothing's worse than a shambling mound who is a druid. That would be terrifying. <laughs> Think about it. I mean, it picked up some natural magic from some Feywild connection, you know. Lovely. There, there we go. There, there's an image for you. There's an image. Even, even better. You could totally put a story thing that if you talk in a ladrin <laughs> to the shambling mound, it will actually arch itself and become a portal to Feywild, a living portal. Now that's kind of cool. That is an interesting idea. See, don't be afraid to play with ideas. I mean, that would be kind of cool, especially if you have, you know, Aladrin or elves in the group or even fairies, that you have to find this portal and convince it to bend over backwards for you, literally. (laughs) (laughs) You know, how does one convince this plant to do this? Do we offer it food? Feed me, Seymour. Okay, you can go to Feywild. Alrighty, guys. Thank you for listening and have a great night. Thank you for listening to D&D Journey of the 5th Edition, a member of the Creative Play and Podcast Network. 
please follow us on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash CPPN to never miss a show or stream. Aha, now I have you doing that, and I will totally use that audio. Raspberry. Raspberry. Hey, raspberry's a plant. (laughs) And speaking of plant.